For the week of July 4th, 2022, this is Obi-Wan TV Talk from Star Wars TV Talk, where we dive deep into the highly anticipated Disney Plus series. Today we're discussing the final part of the highly anticipated Obi-Wan Kenobi series in which Obi-Wan is drawn into another confrontation with Vader and Luke's fate hangs in the balance. Kyle, what did you think of this episode? I really loved this episode. It gave I think it gave us everything that we wanted and set up the, set up for a new hope, which I agree. supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all know where everybody was going, and I think they got to the point where they can get there just fine. The setup was was perfect. You, you yes, get so, so much in the way of Easter eggs and explanation as to why things are the way they are in A New Hope in this episode. There's a lot to get into. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost is Obi-Wan again, sacrificing himself to save everybody on the freighter. Yeah, yeah, it was the sacrifice play, and I... I, I think he was in the right to do it, which oh, absolutely. turns out to be the correct choice. But everyone's like, no, we need to stay together. And he's like, yeah, but I'm but you guys saved me. It's my turn to save you. So the, And Vader doesn't want you. He doesn't care. He, he wants me. So I'm going to go off. Everyone may not like my choice, but this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to save you all. And it turns out, yeah, goes down to a planet and the fun begins. Yep. It was a it was an interesting sequence too. I mean, Obi Wan is finally at the point where he was as Obi Wan just prior to the fall of the Jedi. He, he's mm-hmm. got his he's got his Obi Wan uh, back on. He's doing his Jedi thing. He's sacrificing himself. This is the Obi Wan that we all knew in the prequel trilogy and in A New Hope because he's he's combined at this point both of his his identities. Ben and Obi Wan are now one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it it was just a uh, a cool sequence when when they're when they're on the rock planet, which mm-hmm. as of right now remain, rem, remains nameless. Um, that you get a little back and forth of like the episode three of Revenge of the Sith. Um, uh, well, I was gonna say lyrics, but that's not right. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. The the confrontation between them, which was, oh, then I'll do what I must. But instead of you will try, it's that I will, then you will die. I think mm-hmm. I just watched the episode. I can't remember the line. <laughs> no, you got it. It's, yeah. Then you will die. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you, if you, if you look at the fight, not in the, not the Revenge of the Sith fight, but this, this last fight, this last confrontation, it very powerful fight uh, on both sides, but Vader was, was using only one hand to start with. And then once it started to get more aggressive, he then changed over to a two-handed stance, mm-hmm. which is what he, which is what he was, or what, what Anakin was taught as a Jedi was a two-handed stance. So it was it was very interesting to see that you know oh, Obi Wan is so is powerful, he's got to go back to that two-handed stance. I mean that's what that's what I see it as. I mean Vader, I mean Vader in the original trilogy. Um, Aside from episode four, uh, favored the one-handed stance and the one-handed uh, lightsaber attacks. Uh, but in episode four, I mean, he they went with the two-handed, but that's also because of, oh, this is how samurais fight everything. But mm-hmm. that's my headcanon. Usually it's not always correct, but <laughs> I think I'm correct in this one. 
I, mean, I think with this uh, with this fight sequence here, we can we can uh, more put it towards now instead of head canning it that way, which worked very well mm-hmm. for uh, what we had at the time. But now with this fight here, you can see that probably the thinking would be now that we have this confrontation in, in the canon that Vader would have remembered this and went directly to the two-handed stance because the last time he thought Obi-Wan was a weakling, it turned out he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He And they showed off their immense force powers when it comes to rocks and uh, earthquakes, basically, and having their having the planet, like, do like, I was going to say seismic toss, but that's Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um like do just just a hole in the ground and put Obi-Wan there and then he just buries him but i think we all of course we all knew that Obi-Wan was going to die there but it was how he would have gotten out and uses the force to get out which was pretty awesome and then he also saw you know Leia he saw Luke so he's like okay i have i have to do this this is what i'm fighting for and then and then we get like the holy crap i am i am a jedi moments and he just hurls he's got all the rocks he's got he's mm-hmm. hurled them hurling them back at vader and this was the most force that i've seen obi-wan ever use i even i even think in the clone wars he didn't use this much no force so it it was pretty powerful statement that he was like oh he's really he's like i will do what i must to defeat vader and everything and then he eventually does and he you know gets the be- better of vader he destroys his chess piece he destroys half of his helmet which is now becoming more and more common for vader to destroy his help his helmet soka does it in the future mm-hmm. um let's see obi-wan did it on the left side ahsoka did it on the right side there there's some i'm sure there is some reason as to why they did them like that but it's just it's interesting that they each get one side of anakin in the end. Yeah. Equally one full destroyed helmet. Yeah. 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 And, and Hey, Hayden's underneath there. So it's not, he wasn't just, yeah, he wasn't just there for, for show. He was actually there, which was, which was nice. Uh, I'm sure not during all the fight sequences. I'm sure they had a body double for that. I mean, and then sure. Yeah. The realization that Darth Vader did in fact kill Anakin Skywalker. So from a certain point of view, Obi-Wan was correct. When he told Luke that. Yeah, he absolutely was, because Anakin told it him to Obi-Wan himself. So mm-hmm. there you go. Everybody who's going, there's the biggest plot hole. Well, that plot hole is now fixed. Yeah, it is now filled. So all that's been great. But one thing I I, uh, I really noticed during this this whole sequence is, this is the first time, like, like you said, we've seen Obi-Wan use this much of the Force. Mm-hmm. And... It was the perfect dichotomy because Anakin, of course, tapping into all his hatred and whatnot. Now here's Obi-Wan on the other side, literally tapping into, hey, I got to protect these kids. It's quite obviously he's affectionate for both of them. Mm-hmm. So he's tapping into the, the love and the light side. Like it was at the same like at the same level. Yeah, yeah exactly. So there you had the you literally had balance in the force in this episode from the mm-hmm. two different sides. I loved it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, look at it. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> okay, so Luke, he is in a bit of a situation here in this mm-hmm. episode. The only time we get Luke in a situation this whole series. Yeah, it it was interesting. I I didn't think that we would spend so much time with Riva after 
uh, episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was as much I I. I understand why we did. I understand at and in the end, but I'm like, I just, I want more Vader fight. I just, that's what I would like. I mean, this is, this is what I, I would like, but what we got of Riva is a culmination of her character is that she didn't fail her fellow Padawans. She honored them by not killing Luke and everything. And also brew. Uh, I'm sorry, Zach, you can bleep this out. If it's, uh, if it's bad, uh, total badass. She is a total badass. No kidding. This is the first uh, first time we've seen Baru in any light other than, you know, Owen's wife and Luke's mm-hmm. aunt, like the, the doting aunt slash mother figure that she is portrayed in the in her, the only part of the, the original sequence that she's in. And even in the parts, the small part she had in uh, the prequel trilogy, it's just like, okay, here you go. This is my yeah. wife. And then she Obi hands baby Luke over to her at the end of the series and that series and it's obvious she's a caring person, but it's like, okay, we're down to this. We can't bring anybody else in. She goes and pulls this stash that Owen was obviously uh, not aware of. Mm-hmm. She probably hit it after after the first Tuscan attack that they had, um, episode two. Um, but also, it's like it is Tatooine. They do. I mean, they should have to protect themselves on there because of the Tuscans. So it, it makes sense. But it was also just like, oh, brew. Never going to get in an argument with you. <laughs> you know where all those guns are. It was, the look was just like, Brew, why do we have all these guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, well, they were hidden very hidden very well if, if Owen didn't know where they were. And let's see. So, yeah, the, they, they get to the attack. The, that, that fight sequence is, is very well done, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we got a wounded Reva here who is just coming up and going, okay, I'm going to go kill this kid because she's obviously made the connection that nobody wanted to be made. Mm-hmm. So she goes and seeks out Luke and she's very wounded, still recovering from her, her own lightsaber wound. And she just goes in and she's not as badass as she was in the beginning, but props for, uh, you know, being able to get through and almost mm-hmm. achieve what you're after. Yeah, no, I think she's, she's concentrating on, on the wound. She's trying to, heal herself just like the great inquisitor said that revenge is is a good way to heal yourself for the will to live but yeah it's it's quite interesting how many chest wounds in the star wars universe you can survive from especially with a lightsaber through it so plot hole with qui-gon question mark (laughs) yeah really the only the only thing i can figure is in qui-gon's case is they they took out something extremely vital like you don't get it. You don't get a good look at where Reva's stabbed through. Yeah, like it looks like Vader in both cases as a as a youngling and as a, an Inquisitor stabbed her like right through the the midsection. And there there's stuff down there that you can survive without. But Maul's, I think, on Qui Gon was higher up in about the about the lung area, like bottom of the sternum, maybe. So like you can you can head candidate out that way. But in reality. Yeah, why did Qui Gon die after all these people have survived <laughs> obvious wounds to the torso? That yeah. it, it, and even Malga in, in the in the animated was cut in half and still survived. So Very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Plot hole. How about that, writers? Think about that one. But yeah. No. Then I mean, yeah. Uh, Riva comes back with Baby Luke, or not Baby Luke, Young ten-year-old Luke, ten-year-old Luke. Luke. Um, and says that, you know, I failed him, Obi-Wan 
doesn't kill her or anything. He helps her. So are we now going to see Riva show up somewhere or is or are we just done with her? I mean, it sounds like it, it feels like there is more story there. But yeah, like, where does she go from here? Where like both literally and figuratively, where does she go? Yeah, it, it's, it's almost to me like they're setting up the, uh, something for another upcoming series. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if. I'm not sure the timing of, of the series Acolyte they're doing. I think it's I think it's further in the past than uh, I think the original if, the prequels. If I remember correctly, it's set a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Okay, so that that's not where they'd be sending her then, because it's no way too way far way back. too early. Yeah, um, but maybe they're working. They maybe got something in the works. Like we're, they're gonna do a, maybe a, a redemption story for her. You know, coming uh, coming through. And working from this point and, uh, you know, trying to redeem herself. And uh, maybe we got a series about that coming up. That would, that would be that would be something they could probably do. There are rumors around the Internet, as there always are, is that mm-hmm. there's that they are in development of a Cal Kestis uh, Disney Plus show. So if if that rumor turns out to be true, maybe she shows up there to help Cal out. But who knows? I and at, and at the end of this this series, it it was made perfect. I don't need a season two. Oh no, no season two of Obi Wan would just be doing a disservice to mm-hmm. uh, what what's been accomplished here. Yeah, it it wrapped it up in a nice little bow and was like, hey, you want you wanted Qui Gon, you got Qui Gon. You also got the Emperor, which they still don't. He still doesn't look like he does in Return of the Jedi. No, and it, it, it bothers me. It's like you guys have makeup. Make them look like that, please. But it's little things. It's little things. It's fine. But it was it was nice to see uh, Emperor Palpatine, and definitely nice to see Qui Gon come back and uh, move Obi Wan towards his more hermit life and seclusion than he was. Yeah, my only problem with the Qui Gon cameo there is I'm not sure if that was just a composite of different footage and then a then a, you know one of those voiceover things that they can do digitally or if that was actually Liam Neeson. No, I think it definitely was him. The way it it looked it looked like him. I don't think it was any other I don't think it was like stock footage or anything. So I think that well it was him as, you know, as much as it can be. I'm sure I'm sure he did stuff off-site. He wasn't actually there for it, but no, I think that was that was definitely him. Now there was just a cut for me. There was just a there was just a couple of spots, and this just might come from playing with computers for so long that it mm-hmm. looked like maybe there was something not quite right with uh, the way the mouth was. Uh, they had his mouth moving or whatnot, but mm. that could just be, be being super overly analytical on the uh, on the special effects. So, but it was still a great it was still a great uh, payoff on the on the Force Ghost that we've been been teased this mm-hmm. entire series. Yeah, definitely, and it worked out. In our favor, I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because we all headcanoned that after the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith or whatever that third prequel movie was, um, we uh, all figured that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were commuting on Tatooine to continuous training because that's what we got basically told by, by Yoda was going to happen. So mm-hmm. it's nice. it was nice in that way, too. It ties up that particular loose end two from that movie that exactly. okay here here we go it did happen here you go they have a quick conversation and move on into the dune sea and yeah yeah no it worked i think that was i think that actually might have been also beggar's canyon it may have been 
which is always nice to see. I mean, you, you're you're always talked about seeing Beggar's Canyon, and then you get to see it. I know Mando went through the uh, Beggar's Canyon when he got his N1 Starfighter, so it was nice nice to see it pop up again. There were no Womp Rats this time, though. No Womp Rats. Another thing I really liked at the end of this was when uh, Leia's back with uh, Bale and his wife, where you see her getting ready, and then, oh, here comes the... Here comes the holster, and mm-hmm. she's wearing the boots and looking halfway between a princess and a freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. That was a great foreshadow. And her her stepmom, her mom, is like, is that a holster? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bale's also like, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm also glad Obi-Wan got out of those dirty Jedi robes. Rags, yeah. Rags, I did not like them. No. Like, I, I like, I like what he was, what he was finally like. Okay, but it again made for the story to be like, okay, I'm not as I was before, but you know, once I get back, change. Now I am. Now I'm that Jedi once again. I'm here to for for help. And hey, if you ever need me, you know where you know where I am. So okay. I think uh, I think we're gonna leave it here today. Um, we do have uh, I think one more episode we're gonna do. Um, I was talking with Will and uh, got plans for a roundtable. If you're interested, Kyle, I'd be glad to have you on again. Yeah. So we got you, got Will, got me. I'm gonna see if maybe I can coax Bo and Bell in because I know they're gonna cover the whole series as a whole on TV Talk. Oh, of course. Um, so the three of us for sure. Hopefully a little more if Bo and Bell have the time. And uh, we'll just leave it there, and we'll talk. At a, we'll figure out a date in the future. Hopefully, uh, we can get some time on the shared long weekend that's coming up, and uh, get everybody together then. Excellent. Um, but Kyle, at as uh, we uh, sign out, where do we find you? Uh, you can uh, listen to me weekly on the Atomic Geekdom podcast, where we do talk everything geeky and nerdy. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at KyleKrause89. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash KKrause89. I'm not as uh, as much on there as I want to be or as like to be, but hopefully that will be changing soon. Otherwise, uh, Twitter and Instagram, I am daily on there because I am addicted to social media, apparently. <laughs> And you can keep up with the show throughout the week on Twitter at Star Wars TV Talk. And you can always email us at hello at Star Wars TV Talk.com. You can find the rest of our shows online at Star Wars TV Talk.com and by searching for Star Wars TV Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please don't forget to leave us a five star review. You can find more TV Talk podcasts at TV Talk.fm. Thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you always.